Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the next Catapulta podcast. It's again just Cheddar and myself, but uh, we've got some stuff to talk about, I suppose. Indeed. We did, we did try. I think we, we asked, what, three people? <laughs> and it was a combination of uh, not hearing back in time and people being busy doing other things and, and such more. So, yeah, it's just been a bit unlucky this week. But, yeah, we tried. people will go having a real life that doesn't involve... That doesn't revolve around World of Warships, which is just, that's just weird. Yes. Strange, very strange. I mean, there are even people out there who don't have cats. Can you imagine that? I can't, but I'll take your word for it. Well, and with this, I guess our first topic's gonna be the new patch just recently hit. And brought quite a few new things. Interestingly enough, it did not bring back Submarine. No, it, it might be they're holding off that it will appear that, that they will reappear sometime during this patch. But the actual patch notes, I don't think, mention subs at all. At the, there is, at the beginning, there's information about Submarine testing will be announced later in a special oh, article. Okay. But I mean, it's interesting so, because the, the latest public test, like public test three of the current patch, had submarines in them, right? So and that was only yeah. shortly before the patch hit. So for some reason, they had submarines from at least the start of this patch, but we'll just have to wait for more information. I mean, no subs is, are, are good subs, right? Well, exactly. I'm not going to complain that, that there just are no submarines in the game and, and you know, storm off in a huff. <laughs> obviously, you know, I've been waiting for submarines with, with bated breath. They even finally moved them from my port, so... Yeah, I noticed that as well. So there is that. <laughs> now, the, the, the biggest question I have is, should I have hope that somebody realized subs are not going to work and they'll, they'll try to figure something out? Or is it just technically... Well, I mean, we'll have to wait for a later article, but... Mate, is there a, do you think there is, a, there is hope? Or is it all just an illusion? I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I hope that they will be sensible enough to not put them back in if they've decided that, like, if they manage to reach the conclusion that so many other people have reached that they just don't fit the game very well. But I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess what we do know is that Italian destroyers are now here and you can spend all the money once again on uh, early access ships if you want. Yeah, it's it's kind of ridiculous. So, uh, as I was saying just before we started, uh, with the the sixty random bundles, one of which can be the tier nine, and another which can be uh, three thousand of the Italian tokens. I super lucked out and got the three thousand tokens as the very first bundle. Otherwise, I wouldn't have touched them. But in addition to the sixty thousand doubloons that you can spend on that, you can also at the bottom of the chain, where you spent all your tokens to get up to the uh, tier eight and a bunch of the perma camos, uh, you can then spend an additional twenty thousand doubloons for the tier ten. So, if you really want to, you can spend a total of eighty thousand doubloons on a line of tech tree ships. Sounds enticing. 
it's, yeah, even if you discount the cost per tier of um, what perma camos would cost, that's still going to be quite a lot of doubloons. That's that's going to be what ten k more than ten k. I, I I can't do the maths off my head of what it would be from tier six to tier ten, but uh, yeah, uh, that that's still probably certainly not worth anybody's money unless they are filthy stinking rich and have no time. I guess. <laughs> But yeah, it, it's um, you know for the rest of us mere plebs that that don't have gold plated credit cards, it's it's a bit eye watering. Yeah, it's. Uh... I mean, if you wait two months, you can just unlock them for free. Yes, I guess two just... months is a long time, but still, it, it's it, just. It, it's a bit, uh... You can buy yourself uh, a few good games for that amount of money. That, that's that's got to be like over two hundred pounds. Maybe not quite two hundred pounds. Hang on, what is? I think we're going to have to go to the any amount of doubloons because the maximum thing is uh, fifty thousand. The maximum they, package. So they don't even sell packages as big as you'd need to. Oh no, no, no! The, the eighty thousand doubloons is two hundred and twenty-five pounds. Yep. Um. <laughs> okay. Imagine how many premium ships you could buy for £225. I mean, if there were lower tier ships, then you could get more of them, obviously. But even even higher tier ships, you could still get four or five or six premium ships that will be worth so much more to you in terms of, of their, their credit earning potential than than a tech tree. So, so I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> we just must continue to be aghast at the uh, the greed of wargaming, I guess. There's no other way to put it, really. Yeah, it, it's, it's getting slightly ridiculous, but probably going to stay like this. I think the last uh, early access was pretty much the same, so I seem happy with, with the number of whales they catch, I suppose. Yeah, yeah th- this time it wasn't uh, a lighthouse auction, I suppose. No, it wasn't That's last time either. Last time either it was already 20,000 for the T10. Oh, what's the, okay, what was the one where they did the lighthouse au- auction? Uh, that the that was the, uh, the Schlieffen, like the German ones. Ah, yes, that was it. Yeah. Clearly not enough. They, they didn't, you know, it, it didn't add enough zeros to the, the bottom of their, their spreadsheets. So uh, 20k doubloons it is instead. So yeah, if you see someone <clears throat> sailing around in the tier 10, you can know that they have spent a shitload of money, if I can <laughs> use such language, uh, to to get there. So I, I don't know if you, if you want to make them an object of pity or or what at that point. Well, befriend them and see if you can like get some of the <laughs> yeah. money. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. We'll send nudes for doubloons. <laughs> I mean, I'm not proud. I'd do it. Open up on your OnlyFans. <laughs> so yeah, apart from apart from the ludicrous costs, um, there's the usual. Uh, they've done the, uh, the the four-way team event thing where you can get tokens to unlock some and. Um, uh, again, at least to the mid tiers. 
Um, I, with, with me lucking out and getting that 3K tokens, I've been able to jump to tier 6 immediately, pretty much. And I have to say, in the one game I've had in it so far, it's actually been okay. I think, yes, the gun range is really very, very short, but that has the positive of you can actually get yourself unspotted pretty quickly if you need to. So how, no hard did you, how hard did you YOLO? Uh, not that hard, actually. That There weren't any particularly low health targets that it was worth me YOLOing. Um, so I was just playing it as a, a normal torpedo destroyer and actually managed to land a, a, a decent number of torpedo hits. They're not especially damaging torpedoes. They do a bit more damage than the equivalent Swedish ones, but they're also a lot slower. So, uh, yeah, the, in, in terms of, of being a torp destroyer, it's not been bad, at least as, as far as the tier 6 goes, but there are certainly better ones out there for that. Yeah, time, time will tell if they, those destroyers yeah. find a place or not. I think it's going to be tougher at the higher tiers when suddenly there's more radars and things around the place. So uh, we'll see what those are like, I guess. In two months, since we we haven't won the lottery yet. Yes. And you will be able to get the tier two from the free daily bundles. So at least everyone is pretty much guaranteed to get that if they... um, you know, just log in and get that every day. And then the tier three is going to be available via the 150 doubloon bundles, of which there are 12. So it's not even quite the, like, if you want to be totally completionist about it, it's 80,000 doubloons and, wait, what's 12 times 150? <laughs> I don't know. I can't well, We'll that. leave it to uh, as an exercise to the viewers to do the math. Yeah. So that that would be another like one point whatever k doubloons on top of that. So yeah. And yeah, in order to get your free tokens, you have well, there are two hundred in in daily bundles, five hundred that you can get for community tokens, and then four thousand basically through the clash of courage, which is one of those things they have. Like that in the past, basically you click one of four teams and then you just play the game and you get rewards. Yeah, pretty much. There's there's, there's nothing new there in terms of how it's uh, structured. Uh, no no big surprises. I mean, I think each uh, team has a different captain, but I don't think there's anything special about those captains, right? It's just like I an Italian captain. It doesn't say so. I think it's just like a six-point captain. Uh, presumably, the special thing about them is the name and portrait is unique. And uh, therefore, you kind of have to pick and choose. Like previously, it's just been, you know, you get a unique patch, and that'll be the case this time as well. And uh, you will get the chance to change teams, so you can, uh, like, grind out one captain and then switch teams and try and get another captain. So, in terms of. Getting some starter captains, it's it's not a bad way of doing it. And you pretty much yeah. just have to play the game. You don't have to um like get X number of torpedo hits in this nation's ships or anything like that. So that they're, they're easier just to have and play in the background kind of thing. 
Yeah, and like each week you're probably gonna have a different team, and in the end you hopefully have all four captains. So you have some at least six point captains because I mean Italians are new, well, <laughs> relatively new, and really the only ships that you would be able to train up your um, captains with relevant skills. Well, I mean, I mean, kind of the Leone, but more the uh, Paolo Emilio. Although, of course, yeah. these days, and since the captain we work, we can be positive about it in, in, uh, in the case that you can actually get one of your cruisers or your battleships that are a premium and train up a captain in that to the required True. number of points. And uh, you'll still have to um, um, like retrain them for whichever destroyer you put them in eventually. Uh, if you don't get them in time, I guess, or do you have to... No, I think you will have to retrain them because uh, at the moment they count as um, preview ships so you can put any captain in them, but yes. you then have to pay to retrain them for that ship if they're sat in there and they weren't already trained for it, I believe. I don't think it automatically retrains for 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 that ship. No, no, you, you, you've got a... You have to so pay. That, that that would be a bit too generous, clearly. But yeah, you you can get four six pointers for probably your or uh, the new line, so you have a few captains. Or if you want to yeah. keep them in port, I suppose. So yeah, overall, I, I think they're not going to be for everyone. But um, the event aside, they do seem like something a bit different, and they seem reasonably interesting. But they're definitely more of a niche line with how short the uh, the gun ranges are. By far the shortest gun ranges of any destroyers in the game. Especially once you get to the higher tiers. Yeah, I'm very curious how the higher tiers are going to perform, but as we've mentioned, it's probably going to be like two months until we can try that yeah. out. Yeah, I, I don't somehow feel like wailing for several tens of thousands of doubloons, you know, like over a hundred pounds at least, <laughs> in order to get to the tier ten. Somehow the thought doesn't appeal. There's other things, more useful things that I would rather spend the money on. Very true. But what has been released now are finally Pan Asian cruisers, so I haven't. Started grinding on them yet, but uh, we can now unlock obviously regularly the the higher tiers. So the yeah, highest I've played is the tier seven myself. Yeah, that, that's as far as you could get with the the free tokens in the last event without paying anything. So yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I'm also at the Shamfon, and uh, it's it's pretty decent in Narai. <laughs> I can say that much. Not played it too many in uh, uh, too many uh, random battles in it though, uh, just because it is pretty much uh, a weaker. Uh, well, it's it's weaker than both the Flint and the Atlanta, really. Yeah, although I mean it has more range than the Flint. Yeah, and it, it, I mean you you gotta get some use out of the deep water torps, otherwise you're just you know. Mm-hmm. And that's Your talk range is at least decent, yeah. I think you can yeah. actually stealth talk with that. So what, yeah, I think so. Well, it'd be tricky to do, but you could do it. Yeah, ten and a half. Your best concealment is 
nine point something. It's slightly worse than the Atlanta. Nine point three. So you could probably pull that off, but it would be like that's what twelve hundred meters, which sounds like a lot until you're actually trying to wiggle around within twelve hundred meters in a cruiser and not get spotted. Uh, so yeah. yeah. Theoretically possible, but probably hard to pull off. Well, I mean, the thing is, you can then smoke, right? Once you get close enough, you start right. slowing down, you smoke up, and then you talk and pew-pew a bit. Yeah. People do tend to get more wary when there's smoke screens around, though, in terms of torpedoes, in my experience. Yeah. It, has, it has the potential to do that. I haven't really played any of the higher tier ones at all. It'll be a while before I get the Harbin. I don't think I'm going to be grinding this line as an especial priority, to be honest. Yeah, um, I have... the, 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 the RAM app I found at tier 6 to be actually kind of reasonably fun to play. I mean, I'm a fan of the Atlanta, so the question is do I get something like that that's playable at higher tiers or not? Maybe I'll... Yeah. I mean, you I might, could free experience the, the line. I have enough flying around. Yeah, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll look uh, at other people's experience and decide how much I want to prioritize this. So if I just want to skip through it and enjoy the higher tiers. And none of them are... They're all very squashy ships. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm no stranger all, to They're them. all highly situational ships in terms of... Uh, needing cover, but, you know, when you can at least sometimes create your own cover, that, that is quite a, a useful characteristic. Well, we'll have to, you'll have to report back then if you do, in, you know, in subsequent podcasts, you'll have to see what your experience is. Definitely. Well, then the next thing that we have, I guess, are the Savage Battles set up yeah, so this is going to be um, basically a bunch of Waterworlds-esque, uh, rather, um, themed destroyers fighting each other. Which is having destroyer-only mode is uh, quite refreshing, really. From from uh, like we we haven't had that too often. So yeah, and it's it's, uh, it's, nice it's like battle. Back. Battle Royale thing, like with a map that gets yes. smaller and four teams that fight each other. Four teams so, of three ships each, so it's still 12 per, per side. No, wait, nine ships. No. Uh, 12 in oh, total. I can, I can... <laughs> it's 12 in total, but not 12 oh, per side. Yes. Okay, Brain. But not 12 per side. <laughs> it's, it, it's three in four teams, so I mean, the, yeah. the sides are. <laughs> It's, it says right there, it's three per side. Okay, Bray, okay. Fine. I haven't had enough caffeine today, clearly. Uh, that happens. So, I also like that all ships have reinforced bows. When ramming enemy ships, you'll take less damage and cause more damage. This, this I like because I've uh, looked so often at those camels with the saw blades in front, and I'm like... Okay, this is a destroyer camel, but I really need to mount a ramming flag for role-playing purposes, right? Because it has saw blades in the front, it should be better at ramming. And I just went with that. That is a nice touch. I think that's new, actually. I don't think that's been the case before. 
yeah, I mean, it's been a long time since Savage Battle uh, last around, so maybe I yeah. missed it back then, but it, I think that's just a nice touch, right? Because it just synergizes with how the ships look. I don't think there's going to be that much ramming. But we well, should see. Now. <laughs> maybe towards the end of the game. Um, there are unfortunately not great rewards for this. So basically all you get from Savage Battle, I think, uh, uh, well, I mean, you, you get some nice looking achievements, I suppose, that give you nothing. And then you can get community tokens based on weekly missions. Oh. And that's it. Yeah, that's probably the main draw then, I guess. If if you're after some community tokens, it's nice to have a way to, to grind some out. Well, it's not that many tokens, I suppose, with weekly yeah. missions. There is, so. though, what, what I have to say is there is like a contest, right? There is Hall of Fame. So you can't, you, in the website, you can participate with this thing, right? And then uh, you can basically win, well, the first prize is a Benham, but you you basically you need to play a lot and hope that you win the contest. There is one for, for quality and one for quantity. So you can either basically quality means like your best battle counts and quantity means all of your battles count. And you yeah. can see if you win in a category. But, you know, I would have really, well, what would have been really nice, I think, for, for the mode is if you could, like, earn yourself one of the special cows, because obviously with a mode like this, there's gonna be, uh, a lot of special camos. Yeah. They're not even really camos, they're, they're, well, they're sort of half-voting camos and skins. They're camos, but with bits bolted on, as, as opposed to sometimes the skins are a lot more involved in how yeah. the ship has changed. But they don't change the ship that much, apart from some bits bolted on the front and some... Uh, is there even any extra greebles aside from that? I'm just looking at the pictures now. Um, it, it looks more camo than skin. But I suppose technically it's the skin because it has got some additions. Yeah, I mean, you have saw blades in the front. <laughs> so it, it, I feel like it would have been nice if you could, like, maybe get one camo for free or so if you grinded it. Some, something like yeah. that would have always been nice. And then I'm not sure if the, the camos are currently on sale or how you. I mean, usually Wargaming likes to sell their camels if they have special things like that. I haven't checked if any of those are purchasable right now. Mm. Would make a certain amount of sense. There is one other nice thing, potentially, in that, uh, well, you have to have a certain account level, I think, to play, but uh, the commanders are all 21-point commanders. So if you are running low on Elite Commander XP, uh, you'll be able to grind some out in this mode as well. True. Which you can then transfer over to your other captains. That might be in need of it. I, I seem to perpetually be in need of, of Elite Commander XP. True. I don't seem to have enough of it. I sometimes see people streaming or making videos or whatever, and they've got, like, you know, half a million, a million Elite Commander XP. And <laughs> I'm just like, how? Do you just uh, never, ever use it? Do you just grind out each of your captains individually without ever touching it? 
I mean, I have, I think, a few million. Elite. I mean, you need, I think, <laughs> over two million to to get one to. You yeah. need over two million to get one to twenty-one. Well, I mean, you know, I've, I've, uh, before we went to twenty-one points, I had basically everywhere nineteen pointers, and then I've pushed some to twenty-one since then. I didn't have enough for all of them when it was released, mm-hmm. but I've accumulated more elite XP, and I usually have enough left over that if, if there is a new ship coming out or like I need a Spanish 21 pointer I can get one full amazing Canarius experience yes it wasn't worth getting a 21 point but I now have a Spanish <laughs> captain for, for future Spanish ships that I might actually enjoy playing I guess true It's worth pointing out that uh, in case people haven't looked at the portal, a lot of these articles around the patch, certainly uh, a bunch of these ones at the moment, have got little buttons for, uh, you know, get a container here or enter a mission there or stuff like that yes. that you, don't, you can't find otherwise. So uh, just as a general tip, it's worth looking at the portal and looking at the articles around patch time for these little offers that are hidden away in the articles. Uh, Just as a little, you know, general point of information. If you're bored, you can click (laughs) through all articles and look at uh, shiny buttons that say participate. Then... We have some changes to game mechanics, which uh, I didn't realize happened until I looked at the patch notes, actually. So they they talk about the change to maximum spotting range. This doesn't mean like when you, uh, that the range where ships detect. In this case, it means how far out your ship can see other things on, on the map, because you might have noticed that ships are getting rendered at different distances for different ships. But basically, mm-hmm. you might not see if you're like a destroy a ship that's like 21 kilometers away you can't actually see it on the map you see that it exists on the minimap but if you look at this direction you don't see the ship right and they have changed for each ship like how far out they can get enemy ships rendered basically and i mean it there is some off if you want and they basically they're trying to streamline it i guess yeah, it, it does. It, just reading it and looking at the, the table they've supplied, it, it looks like the whole thing is... is um, they don't say where they've changed it from, but maybe ships had more individual values previously, and this is a way of unifying the whole thing. Yeah, they definitely had different values, which sometimes... you, For example, in, in, a, in a destroyer, you usually can't see that much because you don't have that much gun range anyway, so they didn't bother is playing ships so far out. So it, it, people might have noticed, right, when you look at your friendly battleships, you can't see their hit points, so you can't see their ships because they're so far in the back that they aren't even rendered. Mm. Even though they are your allies and you should be able to see them, so... <laughs> uh. So, yeah, I don't think it's going to change an awful lot in terms of gameplay, but, you know... Interesting for practical change. purposes, no, I don't. I don't think it'll it'll change anything. I mean, you know, you 
the, the base for, for tier one starts at 15 and then goes just over double by the time you get to tier 10 at 35. And that's just the base, I think, the minimum. Anyway, for most people, this isn't going to particularly matter or, yeah. or make a difference that you will particularly notice, I suspect. I mean, I wonder if there were problems with people like, I don't know, taking a battleship and then launching their range plane and mounting the range module and then they couldn't even see as far as they could shoot. Maybe. It's possible. I mean, you get things like, um, I think Masashi's the famous example, you know, range module Masashi plus spotter plane. Or I think you can do the same with Yamato as well. Yeah, yeah, it's truly the way to go, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why move when you can just shoot the whole map without moving from spawn? I, I, I like that uh, they like they give you an example with the math how it's now changed and they're like important. This of course is simple an example and not intended to show how you should build this ship, right? Because they obviously go with, uh, hey, you could mount the range module in in like a North Carolina. It, it's nice that they have like this important bit here. They're like, don't don't do this at home. <laughs> We have more more visual effects improvements. Oh, and there is a collect the gift button right there in the edge. Yes. See, see, told you, told you. True. So yeah, we have new visual effects or improvements for uh, firing guns, depth charges. Uh, local weather effects, uh, hotspots. So they mean the the storms and the uh, the ice, the hail. Uh, aircraft explosions on deck when aircraft carriers are destroyed. I'll have to look out for that one. I'll have to hunt me down some aircraft carriers just for the purposes of, of seeing the new effect, of course. Uh, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. For no other reason. Uh, apparently, getting a super container has a new effect. Oh yeah. Could- I- I actually got one. It uh, oh, was right. okay. uh, slightly shiny. It... Oh, okay. <laughs> it's now I shiny. think there's just like a sound or so and a bit, a bit of a visual effect. If yes. if you... Ha- like, I, I thought like, huh, this seems new, but until you mentioned it right now, I didn't actually consciously realize that this might have come in a patch. And lastly, it also says smoke for camouflages and ships participating in event in, in events, which I'm guessing means for those skins that actually have like things that emit smoke, as opposed to just the funnels. Um, aren't there ones in like Sunray and whatever that kind of? breathe fire out the front or they breathe smoke out the front or something. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the, the the space camels have like a shiny sort of smoke. Yeah. With with like effects in them. And oh, I might mean things like for for things like that as well, yeah. The the skins that modify the the smoke effects, even just the the funnel smoke effects. And the anime well they they have more like I don't know, comic-like smoke, the anime ships. 
Mm. So there are a few different uh, smokes in the game. Like from coming from the smokestacks, right? And then there is like the Bismarck where there's just green smoke oozing all over. Then and I, underneath the picture has some examples. So yeah, uh, I actually saw that that lightning uh, yesterday in a battle, and it looks pretty nice in game. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the lightning effect is not bad. I mean, for video game lightning, it's fine. <laughs> I was um, missing sort of the thunder, right? Like there was this storm and there was lightning everywhere, but I was missing like sort of thunder, I think. Yeah. The room for improvement, but looks good. Have added... Uh, where are we? They've, they've removed the toggle for soft particles, because apparently it's not affecting a perform uh, anyone's performance anymore, so that's just enabled by default. And also, uh, there is a new SSAO, that's... Um, Green space ambient occlusion, I want to say. So that's actually been added as uh, a thing, which I didn't even realize. I'm going to have to find out where that is. I've actually got the client open right now. So I presume that's going to be one that uh, is a bit more demanding and uh, that will make the game look even shinier. Possibly. Trying to find where that's hiding now. Oh, they've also got. I'm uh, just. I'm just looking at the thing now. There's actually now a checkbox that says AMD FSR as well. So uh, that's the new, um, the full scale resolution thing that AMD's come out with in response oh. to. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's now an option. Apparently, that's not even in the notes, but that's now there. Maybe it was their last patch as well, and I just never noticed it. Well, I'll have to keep that because I'm using an AMD graphics card. So yeah. Oh, I haven't checked. Have they reset the sound settings again? I hope not. <laughs> I mean, probably not, except for you. Ah, the... Everyone else's will be fine, but yours, they'll have reset. I mean, mine seems to be fine. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh... the last patch, right, reset your audio back to low, like audio quality. And you had to put it back up to where you wanted it to be. Well, in other news, the, in the armory, there are now six years of warships containers. So if you missed like part of the collection, I suppose, from the last anniversary, yes. you can now fill up your collection. Nice to have them appear. I mean, you know, for those people that missed the thing. Yeah, it's always, it's always like sad if you like missed the collection because you didn't have enough time to play and then it's just sitting there staring at you and you can't do anything about it. Uh, they also know the dragon ship permanent camouflage for Ragnar has been added for ranked tokens and I think that's one of the ones we were looking at last week if I remember correctly. Possibly. Possibly. I mean we were looking at camels and wondering how they appear. Yeah, because there wasn't that much... Uh information about it.
well, other than that, we have content additions and changes. So, I mean, they, they added uh, captains, as we've discussed earlier, for the uh, Clash of Courage event. Uh, there are some new flags. There are some new Patrick's Day camels. Um, yes, uh, including as uh, pair for Belfast, um, some consumable ones, and then um, there's one for HMS Emerald as well, which I kind of wish was a bit cheaper, but uh, yeah, sadly is not. The Belfast ones kind of look okay. They're a bit gaudy, maybe. I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of green. It's just... I think it's, I it's supposed know. to literally look like emerald green, it, it, but it's it's not that nice of a shade when it's stuck on the side of a ship like that. I don't know. Yeah, like, well, I mean, if you have a gem, right, if you have, or if you have a light that's green or something like that, that's fine-ish, but... If you want to put green on it, I think like you need to combine it. Like if if you had like black with some green accents and then maybe some green gems or so in there, that can look nice. But just green, it it's just not my thing personally. I mean, the shade that they used for the St Patrick's Day consumable ones is a bit nicer. It's more of a grassy green. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it has some darker patches. Yeah, it's it's not the worst green. It's just not. Not what I'd want. Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely not going for the Belfast ones. I was vaguely tempted by the uh, the one for HMS Emerald just because I, I have a soft spot for the Emerald and it would be fun to have a permouflage for it. But I don't want to pay what they're asking. So, you know, <laughs> if you could just buy the camo, that would be nice. But, of course, it's Wargaming. You can't just buy the camo. Of course. That's silly. Why would you just be able to buy the camo? Why, why don't you... Uh, pay for like a full price game if you want anything, right? <laughs> yeah, it's um, gosh, it's six thousand three hundred and fifty doubloons. <laughs> it's a fourteen point, utterly ridiculous looking commander, and the uh, camouflage for the camera, uh, for camouflage for the emerald rather. Which is and not a bad one. I, I, I think it looks okay. It's not nearly as um, gaudy looking as the uh, green and gold combo for the Belfasts. But the it's problem is it's of, an emerald. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I kind of like the emerald. I'm weird. I know, I know, I'm weird. I would buy it if I could just get the camo alone. But I can't, so I won't. But yeah, I'm definitely well, weird. <laughs> Well, I mean, there are worse ships than an emerald these days, so... Definitely. Speaking of uh, strength of ships, there are some balance changes for the supercarriers that I think we've mentioned in the block recently. What we failed, I think, to notice is that obviously, like, doubling the number of planes and then halving the hit points, it makes it slightly easier to shoot down a plane. You still won't because they're too fast. But it also doubles the, the amount of striking power they have, because with two planes dropped, they drop twice as much. So that was actually a pretty significant buff to their firepower, which mm. was absolutely not needed. But, you know, it's walking. And those are carriers. They, they just weren't overpowered enough. I mean, 
like uh, like a Nakimo for still scarier than the super carriers. So I guess they had to ramp up the scariness. I think they'll continue to be tweaked now that, I mean, we're jumping ahead slightly mentioning this, but now that we know they are going to be added to tech trees. Oh, yes. Uh, I, I don't think they'll be in their final forms yet. I mean, there is still a patch left to balance them before. Yeah. Alive. Uh, actually, also to jump back a bit, I'm just looking at this other article that's all about, that. that's just the... Uh, St. Patrick's Day stuff, the uh, legendary naval commander one, which again has a bunch of buttons that you can click to participate in things, but that actually down the bottom mentions that the um, the existing, the water world um, camos in the game are actually uh, discounted at the moment. You can buy them on the ships directly if you don't have them already. Ah. So a 20% discount for the tier 10s and a 30% discount for Venom and Hill. Oh, there are so many unlock buttons in this whole article. Yes, <laughs> yeah, this one really does have a lot. So, uh, yeah, I still think it would have been nice if you could earn like one of them of the yes. discounted by yeah. playing the mode. I mean, but... I think these ones are more expensive than the normal camos for their respective tiers anyway, if I remember correctly. So a discount isn't quite as generous as it might seem otherwise. I'm wondering if there's one of these where I don't have it already. We're going to see what the actual cost is. Uh, now I have it for the Benham already. Must be some of the tier 10 ones I don't have. Unless Wargaming gave them to us, gave them all to us when we were. I don't think so. Ah, uh, oh, here we go. Harugamo. That's actually slightly cheaper than a regular tier 10 perma camo now with the discount. Uh, 4,800 doubloons versus 5,000 5, doubloons. So you could get yourself a tier 10 perma camo on a destroyer for slightly less than the normal price of a tier 10 perma camo. Of course, you need to like the look because it's a... I like the look, but it's obviously a bit of extreme and not you to everyone's can, taste. But don't forget, you can also just toggle it off. So that other they people... don't think that you can't, you, you, that automatically dismounts the camos. Well, it means that you can't um, use the alternate color scheme. It will just look like the default regular perma camo. But the last time I used that, it automatically dismounted all the camos. Because I, you know, I was, that, that has been a while ago. Might have been more than a year uh, yeah, ago. Yeah, I think that must have been a while ago. But when I last used that option to, to show it to someone on stream, then it automatically dismounted all the camels where I did, and then I had to manually remount all of them when I turned it back on. Well, I think they might have fixed that, because that's not the case. I'm just trying the little toggles. Okay, that, that's just good now. though. And uh, yeah, no, that's... Because I've got the space camos and the, the, like the water world camos mm -hmm. and off by default. So I like some of the space camos, but not all of them, and I don't particularly like the Rogue Wave or the uh, the Halloween ones either that much. 
So yeah, I have them toggled off and they just look like the normal perma camos. And the only downside is you cannot use the alternate color scheme with them. There you go. You can have a tier 10 destroyer perma camo for 200 doubloons less than usual. <laughs> What's a bargain? <laughs> uh. I think the only other thing in the article is the uh, the six years of World of Warships container, which we mentioned in the main article, so that's fine. There's some other changes and improvements, I think nothing to... Yeah, let's have a quick interesting. look through that. Uh, oh, that's, that's, I mean, just the very top one's a nice quality of life thing. You can research several consecutive ships with a single action, so if you just go to the tier 10 and say you want to unlock that without having individually unlocked every previous ship with free XP uh, or just do it all at the same time. Yeah, I mean, that's that's basically for, for people who probably yeah. just want... Uh, the research bureau resets. Which is good because, like, the whole research bureau could have so many quality of life improvements, I guess that's one. Yeah. Uh, various bug fixes, audio fixes... Uh, correct voiceover messages for a couple of ships. Minor fixes to various ships, including the caster. Interesting. I haven't touched a Mikasa in many years. It used to be a fun ship back when they were still playing here too. Yeah, it's mostly bots these days. Um... Yeah, it looks like it's mostly bug fixes, bug fixes in the they, section. They, they finally fixed matchmaker because, uh, for super ships. Okay, but it, I, I've seen it hasn't happened to me, but I've seen people like you in a super ship and then get a one versus one match or two versus two hmm. match, which made no sense because there are technically hundreds of people in the queue. Probably the most important thing that's mentioned there, and we'll get onto this, is that. Uh, Second from last, it says the frequency change from two ticks to one for checking gun firing readiness when using sequential fire mode. We will yes. cover that in detail momentarily. Yes. So basically, you can now uh, play uh, Forest German without hurting your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, some additions. I don't think we've had any real. Um, Balance changes noted apart from super ships. super ships. Yeah, no, only the super ships. Yeah, just just the super ships, really. I mean, just based that balance can lead us directly to the first death block. We have the ship restrictions for the clan season, which basically simply banned the pet shop because you know. <laughs> Why balance the ship and just ban it from competitive and you're good to go? It's it's so balanced, obviously, that they had to then ban it. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm still assaulted that basically they were like uh, over half a year ago when they were like, look, look, guys, we finally heard you were going to balance Pantro and then they nerfed the reload by half a second and now it's like... Don't know what anyone's talking about. Petro has been enough. So it's it's obviously fine. Coincidentally, it's that not fine in competitive, I guess. Who knew? Yeah. 
So apparently, apparently, even limiting it to one per team wouldn't have uh, been <laughs> enough. Even um, one's already too much. Yeah. Oh, one thing we did forget to mention from the news articles, just to go back briefly, uh, Repulse is also now on sale as uh, an armory ship. Oh. Uh, for coal or for what? Uh, for Dublin's. Ah. 60-something hundred. It's, it's a tier six. It's, I mean, it's, it's pretty good if you didn't manage to get it for free during the uh, Marlborough grind. Quite a fun tier six overall, I would say. don't know how you feel about yeah. it, but I quite enjoyed it. I've, I've only played it two games, but they were decent, so... I've had some fun in it, I guess. Anyway, back to DevBlocks. Yes, uh, they finally announced the release of Superships, basically, which means next patch, so in about a month, we can expect Superships to become a permanent addition. And nobody's terribly surprised, I suppose. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that seemed to be what they were working towards. You know, that the cynic in me once again looks at this, and is it like because they've now decided that super ships are going to come uh, pretty soon? Are they delaying, uh, delaying the return of the, the submarine testing again because they want to first finish the super ships? Who knows? It's possible. Maybe? I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait for that uh, submarine article that they said is going to come. Yeah. Because having gone from, you know, they'll be back in this patch to where actually they've disappeared from people's ports and nothing about it other than there'll be an article at some point soon. Uh, Excellent. They sort of already did delay submarines because submarines were supposed to come back with this patch. And if you look at like the last uh, public test, right? Public test three of the current patch mentioned even that they, they'd have submarines. And then now when they release the patch, they basically just say information about submarine testing will be announced later. So the plan was to, or at least the way Wargaming communicated it, the plan was to have submarines back in testing with this patch. And now the patch has launched and there are no submarines. Just an information that, well, more information will come later. So technically submarines are, are testing has already been delayed, which we are all very grateful for. And the, the, the little bit of optimist in me hopes that the information will just tell us that you know, they've realized submarines don't work. The realist in me looks like this and be like, okay, maybe they want to finish up some super ship testing before subs are back. We'll see. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Which brings us back to super ships, and they have now announced how they're going to be accessed. Which, I mean, I mentioned, I think, uh, earlier uh, at some point, that basically once you get the tier 10, you have access to the super ship. Yeah, it's going to be a kind of... Um... I guess, uh, side grade, effectively, from, from the tier 10s. I mean, I mean I do they'll keep the, the current feature where they just don't earn any credits. I mean, there is more on this in the article, I guess. So basically, we see the purchase cost of super ships. Um, so 57 million for a battleship, while a destroyer only sets you back 45 million. So super bargain for a super destroyer. 
they, they said we would like to avoid overpopulation. So you assign them a higher purchasing cost. I mean, what they'd like to is is that, have a that bigger only credit works sink, at first, though. That really only works at first. Yeah, like the you know, it's the economy that. Uh, So it's gonna it's gonna temporarily suck a bunch of credits out of the game, but it, it's I don't know how what they have in mind for this to do in the long term. I mean, they have now an article about the the super well, the paragraph about the supership economy. They say one of the most important aspects to consider when adding superships to the tech tree is the economy, in the post battle income and maintenance cost over many years. If the economy has, in a sense, accelerated due to many bonuses, making it easier to earn credits. And when it comes to super ships, they decided to change the approach to prevent them from becoming too popular. So basically, uh, they, the, the credits they make is similar to the 10 ships, but they have higher costs. So, well, I mean, you earn less, right? Basically, they make the same amount of credits for their performance, but they pay more for their services. So in all... In essence, you get less credit. And the permanent camouflages and superships will not reduce the servicing costs. Like, I think the servicing cost is currently, what, 50% reduced on a tier 10 camo? Something like that, yeah. So it effectively gives you the same earnings as a tier 8 premium. Yeah. Camo, they, are, they are trying to make superships not very profitable in order to get people to play them only on occasion, I guess. It's um, almost... Um, yeah, it's minus 50%. It's almost they're trying to do... Um, move move towards economically what, what World of Tanks does. Like Even with a premium account, uh, it's still possible to only just about break even with your tier, your tier 10. Yeah. Like a lot of credits get sucked out of the game by the high tiers. And that kind of isn't that much the case with World of Warships, so this this might be their thinking then. I mean, has World of Tanks introduced to 10 premiums by now? No, that's one thing they haven't done. I mean, Warships has already crossed that line. Also, the interesting thing is they, they mentioned permanent camouflages on superships, so I wonder how, how much they will sell for, because... It's about 5,000 for a tier 10 perma camo. Uh, isn't it six? I can't remember. No, it's five. I think, I think six is for special camos like uh, yeah, space. Yeah, five. Yeah, yeah, it is five. Some of them are as much as eight. Those tend to be the, uh, the, the skins. Like the space ones are usually 8k. Then there is some additional information here, like super ships are not part of the research. Well, I mean, they don't take experience to unlock, so it sort of makes sense, but you don't lose access to a super ship if you reset the line, which is interesting. So basically, if you like re if you reset your shimmer line, you'd keep access to the, what was it? Agiri? Whatever the, the T11 was, so it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, branches trading world have access to your super sheets. Once you gain access, you will keep it even if you reset 
Um, battles with super ships can only include your 9, tier 10 ships. Yep, we've already figured that. Like, it basically, they are tier 11 ships. They don't want to call them that, but they are treated in the game as they were tier 11 ships. So. Battles with only super ships are also possible. Well, <laughs> we'll see if they are. Popular for that, but basically, yeah, the, the game treats them exactly as they were like Tier 11 without calling that them Tier 11. Be, uh, a bit like it would be quite a restricted ship set in that case, wouldn't it? Like, it wouldn't have that many kinds of ships seeing each other, so that would be a bit interesting. Super ship only battle. So, uh, yeah, in update 11.3, only superships that already been openly tested will be introduced to the tech tree. In the future, new superships such as Edgar and French, uh, the French Patrick, yeah, Patrick, yeah. Patrick, yeah. will undergo just... standard close testing and balancing producers before introduction. I mean, it's like, you know, that's an interesting and funny statement because, they, yes, they have been tested on the live server, so... <laughs> No, no, don't worry. We we don't throw new untested superships into the game. By the way, we've been testing untested superships for two months now. But uh, I don't think Wargaming is capable of seeing their own irony in this statement. Which basically also means that they already decided that United States and Eagle should be final, even though they have currently lost out. Uh, double the damage output of their the fighter chat, so we aren't like yeah, we are in this state of testing where they double the damage output of of the fighter chats, and they're like, yeah, don't worry, they they'll be final in a month. Oh wait, we we don't even know how they should perform yet. Yeah, just don't worry about it. But you know, in all fairness, they are already in the game in the, for everyone accessible right now, so it won't ever change anything if they are released. <laughs> Not especially. That, that's the thing. If you if you test your thing on the live server and everyone has access to it, it's basically released anyway, so you can just call it a release without changing much. I mean, if you if, if you're gonna be completely cynical about it. We would never be cynical, would we? If I want to be completely cynical about it right now, I think you always make no zero credits, right? But with the changes, you could lose credits possibly. So it's actually right now they are more accessible than they afterwards. Now releasing them will probably reduce the amount of super ships you run into, at least at first. I guess we'll see what the future holds for that. We certainly will. Probably you need to get audacious to get eager. Yeah, that's what free experience is for, didn't you know? Wargaming will happily also accept the credit card if, you know, just need to go through that fast. Speaking of fast, it's the perfect uh, segue to, to the next topic, the bug fixes and non-technical issues. Because fast is not what happens if you try to log into this game. Yes. 
It's been and it's been something that's been notably increasing over the last year or more. Yeah, it's been a little and, while anyway. And especially during the last month, the average startup loading time has decreased from forty-two to twenty-one seconds. Uh, so basically, with the hotfix, I assume they 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 did have a hotfix there last month or so. Now, this this should be a change that most people will uh, hopefully benefit from. Yeah, on the public test, they say the average load in time for ninety percent of the players was brought down to twenty five seconds from eighty. Not that twenty five seconds is particularly quickly these days. Oh, but it's not bad. I mean, no. it's not. It's the kind of thing where I would, you know, start the game up and go and get myself a glass of water and then I come back and it's finished loading sort of thing, so. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, I mean, there are games that start in five seconds, right? So the 25 is the amount of time where you can comfortably get up and do something and come back. And it used to be 83 seconds, so that's... uh... Yeah, that's the part that was, like, the the test client was... uh... Went from 83 seconds to 25 seconds. That's quite the reduction. You know, it, re- it reminds me in my younger days with, with the early times of computers, like when uh, also before there were SSDs and such, if you booted up your PC, it was it, it just took a while. Right? Yeah. These yeah, days, if your PC isn't immediately like booted, you're like, what's wrong with it? They even included some graphs about how uh, the load time into port on startup was in different patches. And like which percentage of, I think here's the percentage of people, right, that were affected. What I would now like to see is that the patcher actually patches in a reasonable amount of time. That's something they could address next, if you ask me. Yeah, um, that that might be. I don't. I, I don't. I don't really know what I'm talking about that much, but I think a lot of that has to do with how the how the files are packed. Um, I have some games on Steam that are similar, um, in that every time there's a patch, it actually takes a way longer time to do it than you would think, just because of. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it having to effectively unpack a bunch of the game files and then repack them again afterwards, and I don't know if that's what what that's what's happening with with World of Warships, but a lot of it to do is 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 with how the the files are, are the game files are structured on your PC. So um, some games patch really quickly, even if it's a relatively large patch. But um, what's an example? I think Payday Two is particularly guilty. Uh, it might only be a couple hundred megabytes patch, but it will take several minutes to do it mm-hmm. because it has to unpack all the relevant files and then swap them over and then repack all the new files kind of thing. So basically, Wargaming is not the only one who isn't that good at coding. Yes. Yeah, they, they, they are not solely guilty of this. But hey, it's, it's nice to see if they address things like that, like convenience things. Yes. I mean, to be fair to them, it's probably not going to be like that particular thing is not going to be maybe the 
highest priority ever in terms of uh, assigning resources. I mean, the patching probably not. It doesn't take ages, but there are other things that are probably would be nicer if they focused on those first. I mean, that can drive away. I mean, maybe not the patching, but like the login time that can drive away players. If you need to log in more than a minute, that's probably why that got a fix. But if it gets to those ridiculous amounts of time, right, people will just be like, screw this. Well, and next, I guess we have the server tick rate issue that we've touched on earlier. So, uh, back- yeah, no, go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically, they've now fixed it that uh, if you hold down the mouse button, that will update as fast as if you press the mouse button. So, there is no advantage anymore to hammering the mouse button. If you're playing a Forest German, you can now hold the trigger. Without losing your DPM. Well, I mean, you still lose DPM because it's still not <laughs> talking with the server as fast as the guns fire, but you don't have a disadvantage over smashing your button anymore. It's certainly a welcome change, and it's 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 kind of interesting that it it's it's taken to the point where we've gotten ships with faster and faster fire rates that that wargaming themselves didn't go maybe this this would be an issue given the the base architecture of the the game on the on the server side of things in terms of how often it's checking certain things and uh it, it's kind of taken players pointing out and going, hey, this is a problem that you keep adding these super fast-firing ships and now the servers kind of can't keep up with it. But they have acknowledged it and, you know, they are working on it and this is uh, kind of almost... Uh, um, it's it's part of it. They still need to, and as they've, they've acknowledged themselves, that they need to sort of get into the weeds in terms of... Um, uh, the, uh, the, the how often the server is, is checking, but this is this is you know certainly fixed part of it. But they need to still do a more comprehensive fix down the line, which is going to take them a bit longer to do. So they they said they have a preliminary solution for next patch probably. So may, maybe you can actually get your full fire rate on ships with the next patch, but. But we'll see. I mean, they also haven't said how this fix looks like and if it fixes everything. So we'll have to wait and see. But they are now that they've finally acknowledged the issue, they actually seem to be working on it, so that's good news. And you might not need to buy a new mouse if you play your first German <laughs> too much, so that's also good news. Like I said to you, like I said to Aitam before, if I've been... Uh... Sort of waiting for this before. I don't have the call at the moment anyway, but like I, I, I would want the fix to be in place before I get the Forest Sherman, just because the thought of having to continually click, 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 you know, like more than once a second kind of thing. Uh, that, that, that makes my hands cramp just thinking about it. <laughs> So 
So yeah, at least there's some good news there. And then we have some known issues. Uh, removal yeah, of... That, Sorry. Yeah, that, that one there, the, the removal of camouflage, that actually, uh, it's nice to see that addressed because I fired it up after the patch and had, to, as it says here, you know, a bunch of messages pop up saying, oh, camouflages have been removed. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? You're still in my camouflages wargaming? But no, um, they were removing them from the event ships for technical reasons, it says. We don't know what the technical reasons were exactly, but... Uh, that the uh, the ones that are on your on your regular ships are fine. But it would have been nice if they'd had a message come up on screen saying "Don't worry about it" instead of it being buried away in the dev block. But here we are. At least no no real camouflages were lost in the process. Yes, is according to them. Then apparently you currently can't purchase a Type 15 permanent camouflage for the New York. I, they they will fix that in an upcoming outfix. They say I, uh, you know, things like that always make me wonder how this did this happen. But apparently you can't buy a permanent camouflage for New York right now. Yeah, I mean it's not not going to affect that many people, but yeah, that is slightly. Um, that's a slightly odd one. I, I wonder if if it's one of these bugs where they themselves have you know in, in the great tradition of programming they've changed some variables and gone oh that, that should work that should be fine and then this completely random seemingly unconnected error happens leading to much bashing of head against keyboards and such like the and the next thing inability to log into the game for the game client so basically, some people encounter bug to prevent them from logging in and entering the game directly by opening a client. They're working on a solution and to circumvent this here, command rate entering the game using the Wargaming Game Center. Now, I have a question for this. How is it possible? Like, if you start the client, then it automatically starts the Game Center. You can't launch the... They have... Like, this, this is why you can't watch our replays anymore, right? Because mm-hmm. the game can't start without the Wargaming Game Center. So I don't understand where the issue is, because you always need to use the Wargaming Game Center anyway. I, that, I wonder if there's been some way of bypassing it then that I've just not known about. I mean, uh, back when yeah. we were still CCs, right? They, they outright told us that there is no way to start the client without yeah. the game center because we needed that to, to watch our replays and they were like, well, you're screwed. And they, even though people kept asking if they can fix this, they were like, um, well, nope. So... Pretty much. Which is, the thing, which just only hurt them, really. Yeah. The interesting part is, of course, if you if you try to start a client, it will automatically start the game center, and then you have to click again to start the game. But this is but when I wanna when I wanna use replays, right? And I just drag the replay on the game client. It first starts the game center and then doesn't do anything, and then I have to yeah, do it again. I, I, I only get that sometimes though. Sometimes it launches straight into the replay, but more often it it launches the client first, and then yeah, like you say, have to. I mean, to... if you have the game center running, maybe minimized or so, then it directly launches. Maybe, but I'm I'm now asking myself if maybe the issue is that it doesn't automatically start the Wargaming Gaming Center, maybe that's the issue. Mm. Because you need the Gaming Center launched that you can launch the client, so they recommend that you just use the Gaming Center because then step can't fail, but your speculation on my part. 
If there was a way to get the game client to run without the game center, I would be very much interested. It's certainly, I mean, even, I, I gave up on it, but I used to have a huge archive of old clients, and I yeah, just yeah. deleted them all, because you couldn't get them to run anymore, but, yeah, uh, yeah. if there was some way of going back to, but it, like it was for the longest, longest time, where having the old client meant you could run the old replays, no problem. It was a hugely yeah. useful thing. Yeah, I used to have, like, at least uh, five old clients always backed up. So that if people sent me replays from an older version, I could always do it. You can right now use the previous version still because that's still in your official Wargaming yeah. folder. So you can oh, always use it. the current version, the previous version, but you can't go back any further. And the very last thing is a little technical note on um, older graphics cards, which apparently they haven't been supporting for the last two years, but now at the game... Um, probably won't launch on them at all. So I presume Shader Model 5.0. I don't know what that means, but I'm presuming we must be going back a couple of generations of graphics cards at least. Yeah, if if they stopped supporting it two years ago, then those graphic cards need to be a few more ge- a few generations yeah. out. But to be fair to people that might be holding on to their really old ones, it's been a terrible time to buy graphics cards for the last couple of years. Oh, definitely. So, yeah. And I think I think that's pretty much us. I mean, there's no other pressing... Mm. Uh, there's no other news items that have popped up or anything. So, yeah. Oh, the Type 15 camo. I looked this up, by the way. It's the one that kind of looks like stylized icicles. Ah, okay. The black one with the white triangles coming down from the uh, the deck line. So it's 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 a special camo. Yes. Yeah. Most most tier fives do not get perma camos for those that are on there. Occasionally, you'll get events that give perma camos for tier fives, or have events like uh, St. Patrick's Day and the Emerald having a perma camo. But New York, New York is somewhat unusual in that it has the permit camo you can just go and buy. Well, when it's not broken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were able to do that, not so much now. Yeah. But it's coming back. Oh, one, one uh, last thing, I suppose, that, that I found an amusing note on the news portal. Basically, they have... I think that's a new thing, right? They have a Pan-Asian Cruiser branch review because it has now been released. And they basically, they, they have, I haven't watched this how to play video, but they give a brief description of how the ships, and then they go into tactics. But they unmote that help. I mean, they, they have some things like, okay, go behind the islands. It's, it's honestly not really a very helpful article, if you're honest about it, simply because you can't describe the tactics with, with just a few short mm-hmm. sentences. It's nice of them to try that, but they really, this is something where, you know, I mean, they have contributors, right? This is something where they should really sit together with some contributors. Yeah. And help that out, right? But because of Wargaming, they aren't the best at their own game if they even played. So they should have sat down with some people who are more knowledgeable about this and come up with, like, I like the idea. I like the concept that they release a new line. So they make an article with tips and tricks about it. 
But ideally, they would have just sourced it out to contributors, uh, had them write some good uh, articles or videos, and then maybe have a link there, right? What what they could be doing is have an article and be like, this is how our contributors are so uh, recommend this and have built guides or whatever. They have been super, super inconsistent about actually using uh, CC content, though. Yes. There have been periods they've gone through where they'll do monthly articles and, you know, highlight the CC, or they'll embed their stuff or tweet out very occasionally. Um, you know, they'll go some way to uh, actually um, enhancing their own whatever with, you know, sprinkling in some CC content and highlighting community contributors. But that's not been a thing for a while, really. This would have been a perfect example of it. Yeah, this would have been like if you have. I mean, the, the idea obviously is a contribute is is is, a, is that you work together with with, with content creators, right? The idea is that as a company, you can fill the holes that you have with that instead of making a bad video, a bad description, how to play a ship because you have no clue. Just you know, outsources to some people who do have a clue. And you probably don't even have to pay them because if you give them like a spotlight on the official page, I might go for that, right? You could offer that to people if they want to. So they're just not using the resources they have very, very efficiently, mm-hmm. I'd say. But, you know, it's, uh, it's an interesting concept. It's just not done very uh, efficiently. And yes, that's it. Oh, yeah. Hopefully we'll have a guest next week. We'll, we'll, we'll try. <laughs> Otherwise, we, we can always uh, ask our kids to speak up, although. <laughs> yeah, just bribe Sam and uh, get him to, yeah. Or catnip. We could have a catnip episode. <laughs> Does Sam like catnip? I've never actually tried him directly with catnip. He had some toys that had some, like, um, mm-hmm. stuffed fish things that had some catnip in that they kind of wore off after a couple of days, but he was very into them while the catnip was still potent. So, yeah, I need to get just, like, a jar of catnip. I, see how I, had, I mean, I tried. I didn't have any fresh one. I had some I stuffed the bought, like, in a pet store, and it, they, they weren't really interested. I'm not sure if maybe their catnip had lost all its potency. Of Not every cat is into that. Yeah, I think not every cat is actually, you know, not not every cat likes to have the cat equivalent of a joint. Yeah, they, my, my cats just aren't into drugs, obviously. Yeah, very straight-laced, boring cats. Exactly. And uh, on that note, guess we can call it a night here. So thanks everyone for watching. And we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.